Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Box Pro Magazine. COVID-19 closures, round two, are upon us. Located in California, Push Press's CEO, Dan Waymera, has seen gyms have to take their business outdoors. Having been in talks with hundreds of gym owners throughout the pandemic, he imparts what he has seen them learn and grow in during this interview. Several key highlights to look out for during our chat are, people are more focused on their health than ever, and your marketing and nutrition options must take advantage of that. Don't hang your head, instead do something. Be prepared for the next round or rounds of COVID. And check out Push Press's website for some helpful resources. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of Box Talk. I'm your host, Heather Hartman, editor of Box Pro Magazine. I'm here with Dan the Man from Push Press. He's been on the show before, but he is back. And we are going to talk about COVID. Right, Dan? Yeah, and as excited as I can be to talk about I like to be pumped up to talk on podcasts, but uh, COVID's such a downer the minute I hear it. It is such a downer, I know. But you know what? I appreciate you being on this episode to talk about something that's a downer. And the hope is with this episode is that maybe we can prep some gyms out there for what is probably coming and that is a second closing of your gym. So, let's let's just let's just start off. Let's chat with what you've been seeing. You you talk to a lot of gym owners. Um you're in touch with them through Push Press. You know, what have you been seeing gyms currently facing? What are some of the the big trends of issues or uh problems that they're having to overcome right now with COVID? Yeah, I mean the the crazy thing is I'll say this. The first time we went through it, it was kind of uniform like everyone was kind of shutting down at the same time. Like everything was like, like all of the information that that needed to get put out there was very uniform. And this time it's like, I've got gyms that are just being allowed to reopen. There's been gyms that have been reopened for 60 days that are now having to close. The ones that are reopening don't have to close, but some can do outdoor fitness and some can't, like everything is all over the board at this point. So it's pretty like if you're looking at it on a national or international level, it's, there is no one game like playbook at this point it's pretty crazy yeah yeah you're right i hadn't even thought about how it was very uniform in the sense of everyone closed within a week or two of each other at the beginning Mm -hmm. and now it's all over the place i mean you have to go to different state regulations you have to go to different county regulations you have to look at native american reservation rules like it's all different it's all different so um so in that, in seeing such a wide varying uh, impact that COVID is having on gyms now, what have you seen some owners doing really well? Maybe what gyms have you seen? Oh, you know what? They're able to somehow thrive through a pandemic because there are some gyms out there who are buying other gyms and gaining members and increasing revenue by 12% a month. So yeah. what, what have you been seeing gyms doing really well right now? Um, I mean, I think what I've been kind of talking to people about is I think the the big discussion point right now that is is kind of like the 800 pound gorilla in the room which has always been um is the fact that people's health matter more now than ever and if and i think a lot of people got a wake-up call to that because they probably have seen some people get really sick or maybe god forbid die around them and they're realizing that the people at risk are the ones that have not been paying attention to their health and so i think the big opportunity here in the in the, in the long run the very bullish thing that's coming out of this is a lot more people are, are going to be in tune to the fact that their health matters, not just because they're going to, they, they look better. It's because they want to live longer. Right. And that's become very apparent now. Um, 
as far as answering your question, like what 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 gyms are doing that that is making it better, I think capitalizing on that is a huge thing. So like getting that getting that word out, and then providing a fitness solution that works in your area. So right here, and we could talk about this later, and I think we should talk about this later. I think that the dynamics of this is going to evolve to the point where there's too much pressure not to close everything down. Um, and so what we're seeing, at least in California and a lot of states, is outdoor fitness is is okay and it's working. Um, and so like I've been trying to get my owners to make the play to outdoor fitness at this point in time. Now that's not gonna work forever if you live in a region where the weather won't permit it, but for the time being, that's your life. That's a lifeline for a lot of gyms, right? So I guess the, the play, what I'm trying to say is the play is like, understand that people need fitness and they realize that. Um, get that message out there, coupled with a, a product that can enable you to, to find that solution for them. And, and for many of you, that might be outdoor fitness right now. Yeah, I think you make a good point. It is so necessary, this fitness and this health. And I know uh, there are different, um, not unions, but different, uh, you know, formations of groups, you know, saying, hey, we are essential businesses as gyms, fighting for that. I know California has a fitness alliance going on. I think other states have formed that as well. I know owners have been, were petitioning their governors to open and all that. Um, but I love, I love that, that, you know, they need the, the play is that people need fitness and they're realizing that now they're realizing that's an impact on their health. So as the owner, what can you do even when forced to close? And like you said, I know um, some gyms in California, especially have gone to outdoor fitness because they can, and you're seeing them, you know, investing in big tents. They have really big tents. They have fans outside. Um, you're seeing owners play to the shady spots of their parking lots mm -hmm. and moving around there. Uh, so, so there so have like been some, my old gym actually moved, the, they unbolted the rig, moved it outside and bolted into the parking lot. And uh, what I've been seeing, like I live by Hermosa Beach and the beach cities around here, all the restaurants have basically taken over the park, the metered parking in front and installed outdoor eating. And I almost feel like, am I allowed to curse on this before I do? <laughs> Go for it. Okay. Well, I almost feel like we're in an environment where everyone's like, fuck it. I'm going to do what I have to do to make business work. And I'm going to, you have to, you have to play to the perceptions of your customer base. Like you don't obviously don't want to have something that people feel unsafe with, but the, the idea that businesses are just taking over their parking lots and serving food in the, in the street to me, whether the city, they the city must've allowed it. I haven't looked into it, but the fact that that is even happening to me resonates in the bigger picture that the local governments are supportive of keeping their businesses alive and keeping their community thriving. So like to crawl up in your hole and have a pity party about how gyms have to close or fitness can't happen is, is not the play you want to do. You want to actually ask for forgiveness and push your boundaries. If you have to take your whole damn gym down to the park. I was telling another gym one the other day, like it's, it's like 400 bucks to rent a transit van. Put all your equipment in a transit van, stop using barbells, use everything except barbells, put it in a van, drive down to the park every day and tell people to meet you there at 3 p.m., 4 p.m. and 5 p.m. or whatever, right? Like there's things you can do. Now, I don't know if that's legal in your area. I don't know if you're going to get in trouble and I don't know if like the government's going to overlook it. But the point is like do something to, to, mm -hmm. to keep your business alive, right? Yeah. So your advice is to take advantage and, and don't just sit back and sit in your hole. It's do something with the outdoor fitness, right? So, or, or online fitness or like personal training remotely. Like there's a million things you can do. The point is you've got to do something. Yeah. And, and that coupled with the fact that people are sitting at home going like, I don't want to die. 
like we are, this is a new normal that we're kind of experiencing now. Like this might change the landscape of everything going forward. So I don't think indoor community-based fitness is gone forever, but I also think the, the, it might, it might, the paradigm of it might change a little where you mm -hmm. can't put people, you know, 18 inches away from each other in, in a class. Right. So it's time to start figuring it out. Yeah. So, so in talking to gyms and seeing gyms and, you know, being in gyms, what have you seen to work really well with outdoor fitness, virtual fitness, online personal training? What are some things maybe you could share that you, you think other owners could benefit hearing? Yeah. So, I mean, the, I think, and again, this is my own probably wrong opinion. I, I never profess to be right, but I think the at home zoom do it by myself or use a mirror peloton mirror thing is not is not the, the long-term play at least for the market that we're in i think people like working out with other people um they like the competition the camaraderie of community there's so much more to it that you get out of it than working out by yourself on a video or by yourself at home um so i think i think that end of it's safe um i'm i'm a huge fan of outdoor fitness and I do strongly believe that in this current environment, the governments are very, they're pressured on both sides to like, you know, make sure people are wearing a mask and make sure people are safe, but they're also pressured to make sure that their entire local economy doesn't get tanked and that people aren't out of jobs forever. And, you know, like there's a lot of pressure on both sides. So I think they're trying to figure out how to make it work on both sides. Um, so, that is the big thing I think small business owners and in our case, gym owners have to pay attention to because they're going to get leeway as long as they're not acting recklessly because at least, and I, I'm in California, a very liberal, you know, um, state. And the way I see businesses interacting, even here in, in very, very liberal areas, it's, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't jive with what I think my state would be doing. Like they're letting, restaurants serve food on sidewalks, you know, and they weren't formal dining areas before and stuff like that. So I think, I think there's, there's still a play to be made for outdoor fitness big time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Out, outdoor everything. It sounds like just mm -hmm. outdoor, outdoor eating, outdoor uh, fitness. Yeah, for sure. So, so what, what maybe have been some of the things that you see tripping up owners? Like, is it the idea of like them having to try and translate to the outdoor fitness? Is it trying to translate to the virtual fitness? Is it thinking, oh, Peloton's going to run me out of business? What are maybe some things you're seeing tripping up owners in this time? Yeah, I mean, in general, I think change is hard for people. Um, it's it's This is an interesting dynamic because in my opinion, like entrepreneurs and, and every small business and gym owner out there as an entrepreneur should really realize that change and chaos bring opportunity. Um, not everyone is going to be able to adapt and those who adapt the best, it's, it's like, you know, Darwinism, right? People who adapt win and people who don't lose. And we're in one of those moments where adapt adaptation is required. So just look at yourself in the mirror and, it, you know, like if you have to, you got, you kind of have to ask yourself, like, do I have the fortitude to adapt and try things that might not work, but maybe it will. And if you don't, then you really have to question if, you know, if you're in the right line, right. Um, of being an entrepreneur. And if you do have the fortitude to adapt, then think it through and take a shot, test things as quick as you can and evaluate it to, to keep going or not. Like it's okay to, it's okay to do things wrong. Um, and I think what trips a lot of people up is they're afraid of doing things wrong. And really like the mantra you should have as an entrepreneur is I want to 
I want to try things and doing things wrong is okay as long as I'm not perpetuating it for too long, right? Mm -hmm. Like keep adapting. Um, and and I think the you know the the positive thing to take away from that is like most people don't have the fortitude to to do that. And you know like to look in the mirror and say like I'm willing to fail, I'm willing to fail, and I'm I'm willing to give it a shot. A lot of people don't have that. So as long you're ahead of your competition, probably if you are. Yeah, and I think that's a good word because we've had to adapt so much already. And I think adaptation is going to just happen as this year continues on and as we flow into the next year. We're already seeing, like you said, California closing up shop again. Um, I think Arizona had to shut down again uh, at the time of the recording of this podcast. A couple, you know, masks are mandated in a lot of places. Um, so with with that second closure coming around. What what do owners maybe need to keep in mind in terms of like, I don't know, revenue and I mean, because everyone was hit so hard the first time, like, are they going to be able to make it through the second time? I don't know. I mean, do you have any advice or anything that they need to keep in mind, maybe operations wise or um, revenue wise or even retaining member wise that you could you you have seen and, and could impart wisdom upon? Yeah, there's, you know, literally hundreds and I can go I could dive into a lot of them. The, the simple equation of, of staying in business is cash flow, right? You've got to have cash flow. And cash flow comes from two, two pieces of the equation, and there's income and expenses, right? So first, easiest thing to do is look at your expenses and start cutting things out that don't make sense. You've probably already done that since you've already been through COVID once. Um, on the income side, so I think I think like the first thing you can do is have an honest dialogue with every single member that you have, right? It's going to take some time, but you probably have some time. Like literally reach out to every single one of them and just try and talk to them for 10 minutes. Tell them what, be honest, tell them what position you're in. How can I help you? Is there anything I can do to help you with your fitness goals? Blah, 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 blah. You know, like what, which, which ways could I serve you best in, in terms of training? Maybe if you have like two or three ideas in your mind, if I opened an outdoor fitness facility, would you use it? You know, would you meet me at the park to work out? Do you want private training? Can I do nutrition coaching, right? Um, on that topic, like right now in this moment, I think like we've already talked about outdoor fitness. I think that's a big play right now. And the second play that most gyms are not really um, the, getting into that they could be, that that works 1000% in this environment is nutrition coaching. So you have two two ends of this equation, like one, a lot of people are sitting at home and they're like probably eating a little bit worse today than they were three months ago, especially your gym. Well, especially the general public, but definitely your gym members. So nutrition counseling is something you probably do remotely anyways, even if you did have an in-gym presence. So figure out how to spool up a nutrition program. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty friendly with uh, HSN, Healthy, Healthy Steps Nutrition. Like they've got a turnkey system. There's other turnkey systems, Sam Carroll, right? He's, he's got a, a, he's got another turnkey nutrition system. Like there, there's a bunch of, of ways you can work with people to, to deliver a nutrition solution to your clients. Um, and I think that's one of the easier things you can bite off right now in terms of adding a service that can bring revenue that can help people. Right. And every time you bring something to market in this moment, you need to put forward that message of like your health matters at this point. Like it's literally not to be dramatic, but it's literally a life or death type equation, right? The further you slide down that sickness and wellness scale, the more likely when this next round of, when the third and fourth and fifth round of COVID come back around, because it's probably going to keep coming, 
the, the either the more or less likely you are to be materially impacted by it, right? And when people put that frame of reference in mind, like what better, like who would say, no, I don't want to become fitter right now, you know? So. Yeah. And like you said, it's playing to the idea of like, people are seeing that they need fitness. They need health. They, they're, they're finally, finally, some people are seeing that they are not well. And so why not offer the whole picture instead of just that little bit of pie, which is fitness? Why not offer that much bigger slice of nutrition to people who know now <laughs> that they need it? So, yeah, yeah. no, and, I love and like, that. I, I, and I'm just thinking out loud because I'm thinking about this right now. Like, what are some things that would compel people who are um, out of shape to start talking to you? Like, just put a challenge out there to them. And you know, like you, we've all seen that ad that says like, can you do X number of pushups? Will you qualify for life insurance, right? You could put a message out that says like, if you can't run three miles under 36 minutes, then you have, you're probably at high risk. I mean, I don't know what the numbers are, right? I haven't done this research, but you can probably put some numbers out there that says like, this is not, this is a very normal baseline for, for a cardiovascular type um, exercise. And this is a respiratory this is where it's getting people is on the respiratory end of things. So if you don't have these baseline respiratory capabilities, you need to talk to me because you, you know, you're at risk for COVID. Um, that puts it very black and white to people because most people, I, I, I say three miles because most people think they can run a mile in a certain amount of time, but three miles starts to become a problem for people like in terms of longevity, right? So um, start thinking through messages like that, that I mean, it's not, it's, it's, it's very, I think it's, it's very truthful right? Like COVID, we don't know exactly what the stats are. And I don't think anyone really knows what the stats are on COVID. But bottom line is, if you can't run three miles, even in 40 minutes, you probably are at very high risk for COVID. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a really good uh, marketing play, you know, just, just going to that idea of health and the lack of health that they might have. So I think people are so aware of that now that like, it's yeah. actually going to be, you've got to put, you've got to put it in a very relative or, or meaningful measure to them. Because if you say like, Hey, if you're out of shape, you're at risk for COVID. That doesn't mean it, like, that's so relative. But if you say like, if give you them something three, to measure against. Yeah. yeah. If you can't run three miles in 40 minutes, then you're probably at risk for COVID. Yeah. You know, I'd say 90% of the people can't even imagine themselves running three miles. So. I mean, I know many who are like, I just don't run. <laughs> like, okay. Well, the thing, like, you know, so many CrossFitters have vilified running. Um, I use running because that's my new, that's like one of my new things. But uh, so many CrossFitters have vilified running so much that they, they go like, oh, I can't even run three miles. But if I put a CrossFitter on a track and I said, run three miles under 40 minutes, they will. They'll do it, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Because you could even run, walk it and make it. But yeah. somebody who mostly sits on the couch won't, won't be able to do that. No. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love just even what you said about nutrition. Like I do think that is a huge um, revenue stream that hasn't been taken advantage of and can be done online virtually, especially in the second closure. Like I think people are seeing that they need to, they need that. So I yeah. love that. And, 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 and I mean, I was going to ask you, how can the industry do better the second round, but it sounds like maybe take advantage of those revenue streams that you haven't see that people are wanting this health and fitness that they haven't wanted before. Um, Anything else that maybe the industry can do better the second round of COVID or second, third, fourth round of COVID, unfortunately? Um, I mean, just be prepared for this to be an ongoing thing forever, I would say. And, you know, to that tune, like what I like about nutrition counseling and like, let's let's say specifically three miles in, in 40 minute challenge, right? You can put these messages out to the public right now. And it's not even just 
maintaining your current client base, you could be like, if you just want to look at it from a leads perspective, you could say like, hey, I'm going to be at the park every day at three o'clock. And if you can't run three miles in 40 minutes, we're going to work on your cardio. And within 45 days, you will for free, right? Or for a hundred bucks for the entire program or whatever you might want, like whatever you want to be. But the point is you, you will create a relationship and provide value to a whole bunch of people in your community probably. And those people will all become a lead and a potential member for, for you at your gym. And, you know, who's easier to sell to than someone you've created a relationship with and delivered value to um, already? So both of those, nutrition counseling and, and like this, I don't know, some type of cardio, let me save your life from, from the next round of COVID type challenge or program um, can not only generate your revenue, but it can, it can, like when we turn out of COVID, you might pick up 40 members at your gym from doing it, you know, one or one other or the both. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've heard of members doing that in the first round of COVID where they were able to reach people, old members or new members via social media with their, all their virtual training. And they came out of COVID, they reopened and they gained literally 34 members. I actually think Nicole from HSN was one of those gyms, her gym just yeah, just benefited from reopening and so yeah, many people so joined. Forrest was one. You said you talked to Forrest recently, mm -hmm. Nicole. Yep. Like there's a lot of gyms. And, and the thing is you have to look at it like you're you're investing, right? You're putting they all put in the work to to recreate, reestablish, or create relationships with people. And now now they're harvesting, right? It's like planting seeds and you know, you know, it's a farmer analogy, you're planting seeds and you're harvesting, right? Right now is a is a planting seeds moment. It, it's a little hard to harvest right now. Um and once, once you've created the relationship, you provide value, you've shown people you know what you're talking about and you, you've gotten them something good, um, when it's time to harvest, you just say like, okay, now it's not, we can really turn the, noddle, the knob on this now because now you can come into the gym, now I can see you in person, now blah, 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 blah. And people like Forrest have, he's killed it, right? And he's local to me, he's right around the corner from me. He's, he's absolutely killed it, right? So. Yeah. I think yeah, these moments are, can be really positive. It's, it's, it should be seen yeah. as something in a sick way because COVID's bad, but for your business, this could be seen as something really, really good for you if you're if you have the fortitude to put in the work now mm -hmm. to to see the results three months from now. Yeah, and and you're right. Like it's hard because it's like yes, COVID is a horrible thing and it, it's it's destructive and it's killing people. And at the same time, it it is here. So how can you make it positive? <laughs> mm -hmm. And you're right. So like, how can the gym owner take that and, and use it for the advantage of their business? Because the reality is it exists and it's here. And I mean, so, God, for, for the longest time, we've all been saying like 80% of the world's obese. Everyone needs this service, but I can't get anyone in because everyone's too worried about like the new ice cream shop down the road or whatever. But it's like, now's the moment, right? Now's the moment where everyone's looking in the mirror and realizing like my health, my health and fitness is important. Um, because I want to live longer so I can eat more ice cream down the road or whatever it might be, right? Um, but I mean, for so long, we've all been complaining about like, I can't get people to understand the importance of their health and fitness. Well, now is the moment. Like everyone should be realizing this right now. Yeah. Yeah. So for the gym owners who might be listening are like, okay, Dan, this is great. You know, great stuff. But where do I start? Where to begin? How do I start what you're saying? Taking advantage of this? What would you what would you suggest? What have you seen work well? How can gym owners get started on taking advantage of the situation? Right. So, I mean, everything always seems like this huge, uh, like getting something going takes a lot of inertia. So you just got to stack, right? So let's say you just pick one thing. Let's say you want to do this running Four, three miles and 40 minutes thing, right? Um, just start, get a piece of paper out, jot down like, what, what will it be? What will it consist of? Does it cost money? Like just answer the simple questions that you would want to know if you're gonna be buying this 
off of somebody else, right? Um, what's your objective? Is it to get a bunch of leads and, and help the community, or is it to you know get some cash flow in the door to stem stem the tide, or both, or whatever? Write all that down on a piece of paper, and then just slowly start ticking things off. What do you got to do to launch it? You got to do a little bit of marketing. You got to let people know it's out there. You got to find a place to do it. You've got to like come up with the program around it. You have to have testing dates, whatever you might do. Um, you know, like most people listening to this have kind of done this already, so they probably understand it. But just don't get overwhelmed with the end result. Just think through like, in order for me, for me, in order for me to get from here to there, I've just got to do like these 20 things in between here and there, and each of them are smaller and more manageable, and I'll do that, knock it out, right? Um, yeah, I mean, that's it. You just basically got to do something. You've got to take action. You can't not do anything. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that. I love that. You know, don't be overwhelmed by the result. Small steps short small short steps forward can often lead to greater change i mean so. it's funny what's funny is like when someone comes in your door and they say like i want to you know bench press or snatch a bunch of weight or i want to be able to run a certain mile or i want to lose 20 pounds as a professional you would say like okay great well let's just worry about the first pound you wouldn't say like okay let's let's lose all 20 pounds immediately right so it's like it's easy for people to give that advice and know, understand in someone else's context that needs to be the case but when in my experience when I deal with other other gym owners, it's like, well, I don't know how to get from here to there. I'm like, well, let's just get from here to here first before let's not worry about there yet, you know? Mm -hmm. So Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's really good advice. And and on that too, on that advice and that theme of, you know, what's going on, what what's all that, how it's how's push press helping gyms? What are what are you all doing? What's going on with you all and gyms and relationships and COVID nineteen? How are you guys helping the industry? Yeah, I mean, we, so first of all, like everyone here at Push Press owns or has owned a gym. So I, we really have this strong connection to and an empathy for gym owners in general. Um, they aren't just a transaction to us. Um, so in terms of like how we're helping gyms, I think first and foremost, it's like this, like getting our team out in front of gym owners, helping them through situations, lifting their heads up when they, when, when their heads are hanging or you know, getting them to see the light at the end of the tunnel, keeping them motivated, giving them playbooks of things to do, stuff like that. That's that's first and foremost. So like we're doing that constantly. We've actually spooled up a whole team of ex-gym owners or gym owners here who are putting out content almost daily on like things they can do, uh, ways to execute things, stuff like that. Um, so <clears throat> to us, this is bigger than just push press clients, right? Like we want the entire gym ecosystem to thrive in this moment, whether you're a client of ours or not. Um, so tuning into like our YouTube channel is good. Like we write stuff on our blog all the time. Um, we have a podcast of our own. Um, you know, just in general, we're trying to put stuff out all the time to help gym owners. Um, you know, with within the platform itself, it's like we, you know, we're it's very similar. Like we're trying to evolve the product around ways to help gym owners succeed today, right? And in the term, you know, in the lens of our product, like we have a really smooth registration, check-in, reservation, wait list. Um, that whole process is really, really smooth in our system. We have a really great members app for our gym members, gyms members to use. And I think that's really benefited a lot of gyms. And what we've seen is a lot of gyms have come who never cared about checking in and reservations before, who now um, have to, you know, limit the class sizes and figure out a way to manage that. And uh, we've been picking up a lot of clients who are hers looking primarily for that as opposed to all the other management features we offer which is is good because it's one of the strong strong positions of our software hmm. yeah 
No, that's awesome. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. I I just know like you're obviously here. You want to help. You're talking to Box Pro and you're giving all this information and trying to get it out there. So I was like, what else are, is Push Press doing? So we'll have to link your guys' YouTube blog podcast in the show notes um, so our listeners can access all of that. So you all, if you guys have questions, obviously Push Press is putting out some great information and helpful stuff for you all. Um, if this podcast episode was helpful to you, there's more stuff on their site as well. So we'll link all to that. So Dan, just kind of starting to wrap up. If you could tell affiliate owners one thing today, what would it be? Man, like, I don't know. I think it's been, it's been what I've been, my mantra this whole, this whole podcast. It's like, don't hang your head, realize how much value there is in what you're doing and just, and realize that, you know, your potential market, which has always been hundred percent of your community, but only 10% of people um, realized that they needed this or cared has just opened up to maybe 50% people care now, right? Or maybe it's 80%. I don't know what it is in your area, but I definitely know it's increased by orders of you know, magnitude. So choose to look at that in a positive way and understand that that is in, in front of you and decide how you wanna act upon that and capitalize on that. Um, even if you have a bunch of gyms in your area that are competing, with with you for those people just realize like the potential number of people who are thinking about getting in better shape or or struggling figuring it out at home by themselves has you know 5x in your area yeah yeah i love that i love that advice don't hang your head do something do something so that's good dan well hey awesome thank you for being on the show today thanks for just giving so much good advice, things you've seen, things that you've seen have helped gyms and to our listeners, guys, there's a lot discussed. There's a lot of options out there to make revenue, to take your fitness outdoors, to take it virtually. Do something. Don't hang your head, as Dan yeah. said. Don't hang your head. So Dan, seriously, thank you for being on the show today. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. It was fun. And that wraps it up for this episode of Box Talk. If you liked what you heard or you have an idea of what you'd like to hear, let me know by emailing heather at peakmedia.com, peak spelled P-E-A-K-E. As always, thanks for dropping in.